Hello, Guardians. Today is September 16th, 2022. My name's Dan Finity, and welcome to Destiny Digest. You're in for a treat this week. We have a conversation with YouTuber Scarrow9 and the host of the Scrimcast podcast. It's Bobby Sox talking about season 18 so far. SBMM and Crucible, Saltagrebo's Divinity Thread, and how to give meaningful feedback on the internet, and if that's even a thing. Uh, that'll be on the back half of the show, so make sure that you stay tuned. But first, this week saw the release of not one, but two hot fixes coming down the pike. Hotfix 6.2.0.3 released on Tuesday carried what seemed to be the brunt of the weight. This hotfix addressed several issues in the King's Fall, including the Deep Sight Chess Rune bug, clarifying the overzealous challenge, and the buffs and debuffs as they appear on the screen. It also included a slight nerf to Lorelei Splendor Helm by reducing its restoration stack from 2x to 1x. As always, I'll be including links to the full notes in the description of the episode if you'd like to read further. Hotfix 6.2.0.4 read simply a single line of text. Player investment data, sustainability, localization, and performance updates. Now, this may sound like developer jargon, and it is. But an admin of my Discord community, Rogue Lyshel, who works in game dev, broke it down in a post saying, Localization is anything to do with text and translations. Player investment data sustainability is a metrics thing that executives are interested in, most commonly DAU, or daily active users, and DARPU, daily active revenue per user. Changes to sustainability in these things usually result in a modest shift in the monetization scheme in favor of the player to encourage more spending, as well as generally making things more easily attainable to keep players engaged. Performance updates is pretty straightforward. Engineering server tweaks to make the game run better. This week's post was brought to us by Community Manager Hippie. We start out strong with the Bungie production security team announcing one of the largest band waves in Bungie history this week. They remind everyone not to utilize account recovery services or a service slash person that does pinnacle or end game activity for you. Doing so could jeopardize your account if the service uses cheats in order to get you that W. Not to mention that it's against terms of service. Moving into PvP, they saw an uptick in activity for eruption with consistent player numbers throughout the week, extrapolating positive community sentiment from that. They did mark that a scoring issue was in effect during this week of Iron Banner, so it would be addressed before the second week comes around later this season. In the next section, they spoke on latency in the control playlist, the quitter penalty remaining, but it will become separate from the competitive suspension timer in the future, and they also touched on some map waiting. The maps Disjunction and Cathedral of Dark have moved from increased map weight, meaning that you see them more often than other maps, into the wider pool of fully weighted maps as of September 15th. The Destiny 2 and Fall Guys collaboration goes live this Saturday, September 17th, allowing you to customize your guys with ghosts and class apparel. I wonder if you can grab the ghost and crush it. And the King's Fall Master Raid will go live Tuesday, September 20th at reset with double loot for challenges in normal mode. In Master, encounters will reward stat-focused armor, challenges will reward adept versions of the weapons, and all encounters will be set at a power level of 1600 or plus 30 to the power cap. Wrapping up the TWAB, be sure to pick up the Seraphim's Gauntlet community emblem as a memorial tribute to longtime Bungie community member Seraphim Crypto. There's an amazingly moving piece in the TWAB from community moderation lead Duardo, so do be sure to check out that post in full through the notes. Now, onto this week's conversation 
with Scarrow and its Bobby Socks. <laughs> Welcome, Bobby and Scarrow, <laughs> to, to the show. Uh, we got a lot to cover today, so why don't we go ahead first off and uh, tell the folks at home where they can find you first and foremost. That way, if they, if they if they stop listening by the end of this thing, they can at least find you guys. So, Bobby, <laughs> what about you? Where oh, where can people find I you? I am I am Bobby Socks. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find me on mostly Twitter and Twitch as it's mm-hmm. Bobby Socks, all one word. Um, why you would want to find me, I'm not sure, but I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're known throughout the community for giving, like, pretty level feedback about, like, PvP uh, as a whole in the game. So that's one reason why they would want to come and find you, right? I like to ruffle feathers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Occasionally you stir the pot. Yeah, and it's pretty pretty good when you do. Um, Scarrow, what about you, good sir? Yeah, so uh, I'm a I'm one of the weird ones. I'm a YouTube streamer and YouTuber. So I'm, like, one of, like, a handful uh, at Mm -hmm. Scarrow9. And then also posting, uh, like, sort of serious takes on Twitter on the daily. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I like to meme. I've got a very dry sense of humor when it comes to uh, that sort of stuff. So I just like to have a little bit of fun. So, Heck you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So before we get a little bit, like, into the weeds here, uh, what brought you guys to... what? What brought you on your journey to Destiny and or creating content for Destiny? Uh, Bobby, we'll start with you. Ooh, that's a good one. So one of my best memories of all time is the midnight launch of Halo CE Mm -hmm. at GameStop. I camped out in front of it, got CE. I have been a Bungie fan since then. Um, So when I found out that Destiny was coming out, I immediately jumped on it. I found a way to find a D1 alpha test key. And I played it from then on. Mm-hmm. And I've been here ever since. That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't been here since since alpha, but like a little bit after launch. So like, it's always impressive to meet somebody who got an alpha key <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Scarrow? Yeah, uh, so I was in uh, high school when Destiny was announced, and uh, I didn't really have internet at the time, which really sucks. There's a whole story. Uh, yeah. one, of, one of the stories I like to tell is uh, m- me and my friends were big looter shooter fans. We played uh, Borderlands 2. I would go over to, mm-hmm. to one of my friend's houses, and we'd land Borderlands all the time. Um, and so when he told me about Destiny, I was super excited. I, it just looked great. And so I went to GameStop, and I pre-ordered it. And I walked out of GameStop and I texted him and he's like, dude, you're an idiot. It requires internet. And I lived in the boonies. And so I was just like, oh. <laughs> so I literally turned right back around, walked into GameStop, returned my pre-order. Um, and then we finally got internet uh, the summer before I went to college. And uh, that was right before, I guess it wasn't even summer. It was like right, it was the spring, uh, right before House of Wolves launched. So that's like exactly mm-hmm. when I started. Um, and then, you know, just... Went from there. Here we from are. From there, from their history. Yep. And so, uh, Destiny. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much again, once again for for being on the show. Um, so let's let's get into it. Um, season eighteen has has come out. It's been out for about four weeks now. Um, what are your thoughts overall on the season? How are you guys enjoying Catch Crash? Like the expeditions, the uh, the 
general vibe of the season overall? Who wants to take it first? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I've got to say, I'm having a lot of fun with the theme of this season. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish the story was a little bit more, uh, a little bit, you know, it's like a two-second thing every week, yeah. whatever. Uh, I think there's a lot of interesting things going on. I think there's a lot of interesting uh, war implications. Catch Crash mm-hmm. is a lot of fun. I'm actually enjoying it a lot. Expeditions are incredibly mid, and I've done four times as many of those because the Triumphs yeah. are way grindier for the worst activity. I don't know who decided yeah. that. And oh, uh, sorry, that's an important thing to know about me. I'm a Max Triumph score guy. So it's okay. like I go for, I have all the titles. I am working on getting back up to Max Triumph score. That's the type of player I am. And so mm-hmm. um, that dictates where I spend the most time in my games. And, uh, yeah, that unfortunately has been expeditions, which are so unbelievably sleeper. So, mm-hmm. uh, other than that, though, I've been really enjoying the season uh, with King's Fall and all that as well. So, yeah, yeah, I saw your tweets today about the timer uh, in expedition. We can talk. We can talk about that in a moment. Yeah, uh, we we can get to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bobby, what about you, man? You know, I absolutely love the whole pirate theme. It's mm-hmm. Fantastic. I do. I absolutely agree with Scarrow. I wish they would have built more onto the story itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the the character progression that we're starting to see with Spider and everybody. Um, one thing that I do absolutely love insanely that I can't speak enough about is the weapons this season. Mm-hmm. The seasonal grenade launcher that shoots cannonballs is absolutely <laughs> hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the blunderbuss shotgun. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't argue it. I have so much fun just like throwing on a blunderbuss and running around. Um, and that's saying something coming from, you know, I primarily play PvP. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Catch Crash, ton of fun. Expeditions, I did like maybe 10 total. I'm yeah. So <laughs> and <laughs> <tested> since. <laughs> um, yeah. Catch, Catch Crash reminds me a little bit of Menagerie, just in the style mm-hmm. of like how, like, going into the different rooms fulfilling the puzzles and then having like a boss every week to fight i i I feel like they're they're as engrossing as that can be just minus the weapon crafting side of it at the end um but being able to emote at the end for that extra little bit of reward just fantastic i have a problem with that though too the triumph requires you to do that 150 times and i'm not trying to do 150 (laughs) of those you know i I am doing them but it's just like oh my goodness they said that every time the grind said oh so that was another so i you know i'm i'm of course friends with a lot of uh you know other max Mm -hmm. triumph scorers and uh if you didn't get that because it's an upgrade i think it's the middle upgrade on the first row it's one of the Mm -hmm. first ones um if you didn't get it week one, you just wasted like your first 30 runs or whatever. And so oh, there, wow. it's just like, it was a good time. You know, I, I'm having fun. <laughs> I, I, I'm living with it. It's This is a choice I have made. I recognize that. But uh, man, they turned the grind up to 12 this season. And it's, you know, you can see that with the weapons too, like mm-hmm. trying to get all the patterns and stuff. Um, I don't, which I don't, like I agree. The, the weapons this season, the weapon design team like went to 11. Every one of those looks yeah. so unique and they're fun and they have awesome perks. And even like the sidearm is interesting. Like what's the last time we had an interesting sidearm. So it's, uh, I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of fun with, with the, the smaller stuff this season, I think for sure. A lot more than last season. So yeah. 
Sorry about that. I saw, I, f- I forgot to s- start recording on OBS. This will be fine. It'll be okay. Okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they they did have uh, the the red bar or the the red borders mm-hmm. not really being um, farmable like the past two seasons is a little bit of a choice, I think. Yeah, at least uh, on on their part, I I I wonder what the feedback was. To be like, hey, this this section should be grindier, or if it if it's just something that they're trying out to to gauge the interaction yeah. with it. Um, At least last that. season you could guarantee a red border. This season you can't even do that. So yeah. it's like it's it's super grindy. I don't they you know they changed the triumph uh, mm-hmm. when that's required for Scallywag with this hot fix on Tuesday, where you used to have to craft all of them. Now you just need to craft three. So. For the title and stuff, they're being a little bit more lenient, which is nice. Um, I just, the whole, you know, when crafting first came out, some were guns were like three, some were five. Now it's just like every gun's five except for other half. It's like, it's a little, it's a little much, I think, on some of these seasonal activities. So, um, I don't know. I, I'll, yeah. I'll get them no matter what. That's the type of player I am. But I, I'm not sure, you know, how the rest of the community is going to fare there on average. So. Mm-hmm. Pick me, pick me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> jump in, jump in. This is a conversation. This isn't a so, hand raising scenario. Here is my thought on red borders. Yeah, I can't stand the fact that it's RNG built on RNG. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it, uh, especially with the amount of dares that I have run over the last since the season started. Mm-hmm. I made the deal with myself that I was going to sit in dares until I finished. Sheesh. That being said, I got 30 of the red retrace path. I got nine of the other halves. I got 34 partner dust and something like 22 BXRs before I got my five wastelanders. Yeah. That doesn't <laughs> feel good. Well, and it, <laughs> it seems counter to what they said about the other half, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where- like I got nine, nine mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, they. Uh, I kind of have a conspiracy going on where they increased <laughs> the drop rate there, but they made it a guarantee. They did. They admitted they made it a guaranteed red, but they were like, "Look, this is the rare one to get more people hyped about the returning stuff and dares." Because mm-hmm. uh, you know, as soon as day one, Paul Tassi gets a red one, I get a red one. That gets a lot of clicks because people think it's still really rare, mm-hmm. and then people are like replaying that content and stuff. Just a little bit of a scarrow conspiracy going on, uh, but I, I can um, agree with that. I'll yeah. put a right I, I mean, to Mothman prophecies over here. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I could absolutely agree with that. With the amount that I got to drop, I had two of the other halves drop before my first wastelander. Yeah, okay. I, wastelander's the one that I've heard a lot of. It took me the longest. Um, you, and it's weird, like they just now told us that like your first dare, like your pinnacle drop, is guaranteed red that you don't have, like mm-hmm. it's drop protection. Where was that info like at the beginning of the season? You know, I would have done one on each character a week and been done in 10 weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I feel, yeah, the whole, I feel like there's a lot of things with the crafting system that maybe different parts of the team haven't decided what exactly they want to do or what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, we can have the whole conversation about it conflicting with like adept weaponries in, in, mm-hmm. in the raid and stuff. And, I feel like it's very much in a, a very preliminary stage and they're just still like, what's the best use of this? 
Yeah. Um, well, what I will say is I'm loving them kind of revamping old activities with it. Like, you know, they brought back a lot of the menagerie weapons. They brought mm-hmm. the, the dares. I would be super shocked if that we don't get like one returning set going forward every season. Like maybe they'll redo like one of the raids next or whatever. Um, I think that'd be awesome. Like imagine they bring back six of the last wish weapons. You can go craft a supremacy yeah. now. That'll get people in that content. And I think it's a great way to refresh the content, but I think they need to be a little bit more clear with their intentions with the system. So yeah, it needs to be I, a little softer, honestly. That's yeah. that's the thing. Like, so if I'm crafting something, it's because mm-hmm. I want to test the roles that are enhanced, especially right. in PvP. Because I mean, as metas change, as sandboxes change, like I'm not the type that sits just with one set role and stay with it. Like for a hunter, mm-hmm. I'm testing out air assault on Wastelander. For a Titan, I'm testing slide shot. Like these are things that I, you know, I want to test incandescent. I want to test. And if it takes me that long to get the red borders in the first place, that cuts. I mean, I'm a month in and now I finally got it crafted, but not even leveled yet. Yeah. Oh, so. and the leveling's a whole nother thing, dude. Yeah. Like, and just, I, yeah, just oh. fire up the uh, the Golgoroth checkpoint that you got from a yeah. Discord server and you'll be fine. Yeah. But even uh, even then, like, it's just not. Yeah, it's not interesting. It takes so long. One thing that I've I've never really seen people talk about that irritates me to no end. If your gun's at like 98 and you do an activity that mm-hmm. gives you like 16, it doesn't give you 16. It just pushes you right to the next level and stops right, right, right. That yeah. why? Why does it do that? <laughs> just so, like stuff like that. I know Joe Blackburn when when talking about vault space, right? Mm-hmm. They had uh I think it was in the PC gamer article that came out like a week or two after the reveal of of Lightfall. Um, they talked about weapon crafting as a way of kind of curving, curbing um, vault, uh, like hoarding everything in your vault. I f- mm-hmm. think I remember. No, that yeah, thing. they they definitely did mention that. It was a, it was their first step to address that, but I don't really think it does a great job because if there's a weapon or that has random rules that I don't like, I don't hold a random rule. But if I have to craft a weapon for a triumph and I craft it. I'm just sticking it in the vault because I'm not going to spend the materials and craft that again if I ever want to use it in the future. So I think it's actually like not that great for your vault space. So mm-hmm. plus you need 10 more materials. So it fills up your, mm-hmm. you know, your material slots, your consumable slots and your inventory. And it's just like, it's a very cumbersome system and a very tedious system at points. And so I think that goes back to the whole, I think it just needs to be streamlined. A little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was, this is, this is the quote here. Uh, this is from the PC Gamer article uh, back on, well, it just says 16 days ago. So we'll, we'll take it from that. <laughs> uh, I'll just edit that in very quickly when I, when I go through this. Uh, but it says, uh, ask Blackburn uh, what the long-term answer is concerning like vault space. Uh, because it's not like they're going to stop making new guns every three months. And he says, uh, this is still on our list of big, hard Destiny problems that we want to look at. We're looking at systems that can make you feel like you don't have to keep everything because the world doesn't end if you get rid of a gun. It's a really interesting problem, and I think unique to Destiny, because so many other MMOs just say you can't use this gear anymore, whereas we're on the opposite side saying, what if you could use everything? And players are like, great, we love using everything, but your house only has so much closet space. 
Yeah, they're running into the repercussions of getting rid of sunsetting. I think we're starting. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that all over. That kind of goes into the div discussion too. So I'll save some of that for later. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so getting yeah. into getting into a little bit of that. So we had uh, since the beginning of the season, we've had some we've had some changes brought into the PvP sandbox, specifically when it comes to the control playlist. Um, and we got we got a new mode, Interruption, for Iron Banner. Um, have you guys been playing a lot in the PvP sandbox this season? And what are your reactions so far? That's, that's your playhouse, Bobby. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love it. I was so okay. excited to load it up. Mm-hmm. Um, it the, forces the movements. It forces the the pushing and the engagements and the the crazy fast pace. Like having to get the kills or you blow up. My only gripe with it, and I've had multiple talks on Twitter about this, was the maps that were weighted for it because they're the newer mm-hmm. maps are too big. Yeah, and I and I know like. Everyone wants maps of different sizes, but if you have 15 seconds to get from one side of this junction to the other side of this junction, you're going to blow up in the middle. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Bannerfall. Same thing with most of those larger maps is you can't make it from one side to the other. I've tested it multiple times. The best bet to, get, to go back to disjunction because that's very weighted right now, is if you pass that threshold of the box... Mm-hmm. You can't make it back to the other box. Like the, bo- the box is at the end of the bridge. Yeah, the box is yeah, at the yeah. end of the bridge. If you make it past either of those boxes, you're not going to make it back to the other side. Yeah. That's, that's, that's how small the map has to be for it to work in a 15-second timer. Mm-hmm. And it I is, mean, I've tried it with pulses and everything. It's, I found it really odd because if I'm not mistaken, Iron Banners usually have like a six-map rotation. I think it, it's usually a really small pool maybe not quite six but uh, mm-hmm. a couple more than that and this time there was like i feel like every map was in rotation or most maps were in rotation um which i i found really odd because usually there's a very curated set of maps per game mode and this one they yeah. were like everything go for it so like, yeah. i don't this feels like one of the easier game modes to balance for or like pick maps for too because you don't mm-hmm. have to like set points you don't have to balance heavy or anything it's just like small maps medium maps go but uh, yep. yeah, I agree. Like even like Vostok and it was, it's not only like super long maps with super more intricate maps as well. Like where mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of pathways and stuff. Um, yeah, I was, I, I almost certainly died more by blowing up this last week than like actually getting shot. So mm-hmm. yep. um, it's a little frustrating, but I love the game mode personally as well. I'm a big fan of it. I, we need more fun game modes. So I think this yeah. is a great first step forward. Um, yeah. Well, so. It's definitely something that, like, Iron Banner in the past has been the place where they introduce new game modes to just kind of, like, test them out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we saw that with Rift last season, the, the like, reintroducing that into the sandbox, Eruption coming in. I thought it was really fun. I thought it was, like, very kinetic. But then again, I only played one day of, of PvP <laughs> last, last week just because that's all I had time for. Uh, still on that climb for 1580. And, uh... It was the juxtaposition was weird um, because I went from 
playing Eruption on Tuesday and having a really fun time with like my teammates to playing. I think I played three matches of Control the next like the next day just to get my pinnacle and it was like a slog everybody was playing back matches went to time more so and i i was just getting smacked around <laughs> to to a degree that i was just like i didn't i just want the pinnacle i just want my chess piece so i can leave that's all i want to do i ended i think <laughs> i ended up uh doing two matches of control and then moved over to rumble which at least moves a little bit faster in those regards. I don't know if yeah. SBMM is in that playlist, but it is in that playlist. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So what? Uh, no, ha- wait, I lied to you. Hold on. Actually, it's not. Yeah. I thought it was uh, just the in the old, control playlist, right? It's control and Elim. Gotcha. That have okay. SBMM. I, I uh, isn't the Elim SBMM. It's, it's not like traditional though, right? It's based off of your comp score or like your glory. I think maybe not. Oh, I've that's got- survival. So, Oh, Elim, of course. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in season three brain. Yeah. With, sur- <laughs> with uh, survival and countdown. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So Elim, uh, survival and control have SBMM, mm-hmm. the weekly rotator, and Rumble and Iron Banner do not. Yeah. So, uh, so, and I can talk a lot about that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go for it, man. Because, like, this is, uh, it was the first time that I was like, oh, this is, this is how that feels. Like, this is, this is the change and this is how I feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to maybe other times that had been brought up. I'm not the hugest PvP fan. Uh, I don't know if you can tell that uh, uh, about me. But uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's I I find that I go in not really looking for, not even looking to improve really, just looking to get my pinnacle and then get out of there. Uh, and but that's this, a concern, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's I mean, me being a PvP player and very vocal on Twitter, um, I know the big thing that was pushed for SBMM was to avoid the three and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think, I think it's too far gone um, as far as for me to put it bluntly. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I had a tinfoil hat moment last night. I remember Dylan talking about DMG talking about um, control being the entry point for new players. Mm. So with the introduction of SBMM and Lieber's penalty, because yeah. you know it's coming back as as rough as that is, and I know I have a I have a completely different take on that. I think it should be there. Okay, um, I do. I think it should be in there. I've loaded up into games where it's two v sixes, and it's not a fun experience mm-hmm. uh, at all. And then if at higher brackets, they don't backfill quickly. Mm-hmm. So then you're playing three quarters of a game down four. Yeah. Um, but my tinfoil hat moment was with Dylan saying that. Control is the new playlist. New players aren't going to feel the effects of SBMM or Libra penalty. Right. That's something you feel at the higher ends. You know, the stacks, the the baggers, the scrim players, they all play yeah. at the higher end of the spectrum. New players won't feel that. So I'm wondering if that's kind of the first steps into making control a new player accessible mode in the crucible. Mm. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on that too. Well, I know 
back in D1, wasn't there like some sort of soft protection for new players where it was like the first five or ten matches or so, something along those lines were um, were protected so that they weren't... You weren't necessarily going to be playing against like your <laughs> your dude with a double shotgun just running up to your face, right? Like you you weren't going to run into that kind of player. Uh you're going to run into more like your fellow blueberries for the first initial set of matches and then that would then give way to skill based. Like how how it had been. I don't know if necessarily if they've included that in Destiny 2. I, I wanted to say they had, but then again, it's been Destiny 2's been around for 18 seasons. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. like, something's bound to be lost in the mix there, at least memory-wise. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I remember that being a thing in Destiny 1, and I feel like I, I feel like there's something in there, but would need confirmation on that. Um, I mean, a lot of stuff has changed throughout mm-hmm. the seasons. We see a lot oh, of... absolutely. For everyone yelling that Bungie doesn't do anything for PvP, we see shifts and moves and changes every single season and the mid-seasons. Mm. It's, we're loosening this, we're tightening this, we're adding this, we're changing this, we're removing this. The The argument that they don't do anything for PvP is a sore one for me. Because mm-hmm. I see it from a broader spectrum, right? I look at it from the spectrum of maybe they're not adding maps, maybe they're not adding new game modes right now, but they're shifting and modifying these sandboxes to change playstyles. Do I like all of them? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Classy last season was the bane of my existence. I lost my mind every time a hunter dove behind a rock, came out full health in a gunfight. That drove me insane. But it was a test, and it's gone this season, and it's nice. So, mm-hmm. Scare, what are your thoughts on on this? Yeah, I mean, just uh, I I kind of push back on that a little bit. I'm not I'm not the biggest PvP guy. I play a lot of PvP, but I do not claim to be a PvP savant. But I don't know. Like those are very different teams, right? Sandbox versus map team. What map team would be on the ritual team that designs like strikes and stuff usually. Mm-hmm. So I I guess you could say that. But when Maybe people aren't being very specific in their arguments, but I think it's, but I think when most people are saying that, you know, it's like tangible content, you know, I, I, it, it, PVP meta shifting is something that'll happen naturally as new guns are added to the game. In addition to things like mods and broken, broken seasonal things and and things like that. Um, But I think like, it's always, it comes back to the, like, you know, uh, we talk about this with strikes and, and gambit and stuff. It's like, to me, you can make them as rewarding as you want. If the experience isn't as great either, it doesn't matter. And so if we're playing on the same maps or it's they add one map every year and it's not even a good map or whatever, um, I just don't know. It's There's always, I, with all the maps and stuff being, I, I'm, I'm kind of jaded on this because I don't, I don't really care that much, but I see where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. And so it's always really weird. Like, for instance, um, one thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, I think it's cool, but also it's kind of, you know, they were talking about how Disjunction, they they were claiming it was a completely new map or whatever. And it's it's just not. I, you know, I've done a comparison on my channel. I've seen a couple other people point out. It's just Frontier from Destiny 1. It is the same exact map, reskinned. And mm. so how is that different than, you know, what they, they've done with other maps, like Shores of Time and stuff? And I'm not really faulting them for that, but I think 
you have a lot of those little moments like that that add up and people just get kind of sick of it. And I, I totally mm-hmm. get where they're coming from. And then when you have things like classy and it lasts three months, four months, um, you know, and it was, I mean, that sort of stuff was clearly busted in week right. one, you know? And so yeah. I think people just get a little bit sick of it. It's don't get me wrong. It's much better than stasis ruining everything for six months. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, um, I have an alternative take on that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I like stasis more than classy the face okay oh yeah yeah i think stasis was still beatable minus like the warlocks right out the gate that was insane and like the the behemoth titans right out the gate before the perverse nerves mm-hmm. i think stasis was more beatable and people are gonna flame me with this but uh it was more beatable than classy and radiant mm-hmm. i i think Just there's there versions of it that aren't aren't like even like last season there were some trials maps where people were doing like the triple behemoth titan that shit mm-hmm. you could not be because they had walls they had grenades um are we allowed to cuss by the way sorry i didn't even check. how dare you sir yes go ahead okay okay I mean, so, <laughs> it, was, so it was just it was a specific i remember on endless veil so bad on when it was zone control and you they just had infinite ice you could not beat that you could not shoot fast enough to kill the stasis before they got more mm-hmm. and so, so i think I think as a whole, there were definitely parts of Stasis that I, I would much rather mm-hmm. play than, than Classy, but I, I'm not really sure if it, it's as black and white as that, to be completely honest. So, I'm pretty sure I know the team that you matched for that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And we discussed that at length on the scrimcast. Like, yeah. And I go, well, how do you beat it? And you go, he goes, uh, Alt F4. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you beat it when accommodations come to the game. You give them a negative one. That's how. You, yeah. That's how you do it. So yeah. he's like, he's like, you can't, you can't beat it. The only ways that we found that you could actually beat it were uh, armamentarium and a sweet business, just holding the lane down, mm-hmm. or, or wither horde puddles worked. Um, but beyond that, you just had to hit the shot before they threw the ice with like something like a Lawrence Driver or an Arbalist. That was it. Mm-hmm. So I agree. There's outliers on that. I think everyone having healing nades plus classy restoration yeah. plus lower light titan. It was every class had a rake versus just behemoth titans that I think caught me. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I I just think people. I I can definitely understand where the PvP crowd can feel neglected. Like mm. for sure, especially like when you know they we had like, an Iron Banner rework and it wasn't really an Iron Banner rework and all this sort of stuff. So I think doing things like adding Eruption and Rift, mm-hmm. these are mm-hmm. great changes, um, and I think it'll go a long way. But I still think a lot of these, just like a lot of Gambit, is being soft ignored and like strikes are being yeah. soft ignored. I think you know a lot of Crucibles suffering from that too. I it's just so like. With the skill-based matchmaking thing, it's so weird. Like, I'll, oh, me and my friends will just hang out in Crucible sometimes. It's a good place mm-hmm. to turn your brain off. And it's like, this season, we've been doing that in calm. Like, how are yeah. we over control? Like, what world do we live in? That doesn't make any sense. But it's like, how does Iron Banner have the best feeling matchmaking? And how is comp the best when Iron Banner is not here? It just everything feels so backwards to me as a yeah. non-PVP non uh yeah, I'm, I will. I'm like better than average, but I'm not amazing, you know. Um, so, um, it's it's hard to kind of draw yourself in the box because everyone in the comments will be like one v one me nerd, yeah. you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 
it's like you know i have all the titles so that's like you know, uh, all the <laughs> pvp titles and triumphs and uh, i got to 5500 in season three so it's like you know mm-hmm. i can i can do stuff but it's um it just all of it just feels it just feels kind of backwards and weird right now and it's, it it's hard it's hard to put into words really so Hey, I don't I don't mind skill based. I think it's probably needed to some extent. I'm not an expert mm-hmm. on this, you know, but uh it just how it is now just feels wrong, I think. So at least to there, me. I agree. There's an element of the of the PvP community that like that really likes to push um the nine hundred days of like neglect for for um PvP. Yeah. I feel like this this year they have done a lot to try to make good but i don't know necessarily if if that's something that um from from my view of what i see on twitter from my view of what i see on reddit if that is necessary if if those make goods are actually finding any purchase if that yeah. makes sense like because it might be just a little bit too late and especially like with moves that are along the lines of the quitter penalty. Well, like, let's go ahead and get into that. Um, I know that is something that might be needed, but it, I don't know if it's something that you need after one, after leaving one match, you know? Like, maybe yeah. if it's if you leave, like, three <laughs> within a gaming session, it's like, so, oh, okay, chill. I've but, heard different uh, reports of that. Uh-huh. I've heard people that have been hit back to back and got it. I've heard people that got it after three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not gotten a chance to test it yet, but I've heard others that got it one. So I don't know if there's a waiting in there where it looks mm-hmm. at your completed matches overall and then it strikes you harder. Um, there's a bunch of rumors that it's anywhere between one and three over a four hour period. Okay. If it's one, that's way too tight. Yeah. Way too tight. Um, and like I said before, I am I'm for lever penalty to an extent. Mm-hmm. I think if it's two within a and I've had this talk, I think if it's two within a one or two hour window, mm-hmm. that's something that should be penalized. Or if it scales, say you leave your first two matches, it's a five minute penalty. Mm-hmm. You leave a third one, it's a 15. You leave a fourth one, you're looking at an hour something like that that it scales across a you know six hour 12 hour window yeah as it stands i think there are things that could be changed with it to improve it Mm -hmm. that make it not sting as much because i had a i had a tweet that went off and uh i kind of baited some people and i said you know uh if you leave matches you deserve to get only blues for the (laughs) next hour or something like that i said like for the next five minutes or something like that as a joke (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and 90% of the comments were I could see I how that would ruffle some match. feathers <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I did it on purpose I was yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was after it was after TV kept posting that he was uh, in games and people kept backing out since the beginning of the season like mm-hmm. well this is a perfect opportunity to open up a discussion and that's that's kind of how I bait my tweets is, is I open it up with a bait and then we discuss and then I take the value out of their anger and discussion and feed it back as so this is what you need to mm-hmm. kind of guide that conversation. And 90% of the comments weren't, uh, I left because I had to do something. It was, if I load into disjunction, because mm-hmm. that is 
that was glaringly the the most. It's like if I load into disjunction, I immediately saw my home screen every time. I I mean, uh, I I get it though. Like if I'm running strikes and I get corrupted, I'm out of there. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm I got places to be, I, you know. And it's it's all they're two different worlds. But yeah, I think Bungie could very easily make the argument that they impact the same. And it's just like. We have mm-hmm. a I I have a joke where it's like anytime yeah I get scarlet keep I get any of the long strikes it's like mm-hmm. oh no I got beavered and it's like you go to orbit or whatever <laughs> you know and it's like I I I'm not really one to do that for PvP but I get it there are there are miserable experiences on certain maps and stuff mm-hmm. it's just like um, when Cathedral and dust of dusk and disjunction are weighted seventy percent like mm-hmm. well I get well I I don't know I I agree. People shouldn't be leaving every match, but I mm-hmm. think that the fact that people are leaving matches is indicative of a larger problem. And like mm-hmm. slapping people's hands for being mad about something else isn't exactly the best way to address it. I don't think, uh, especially when it seems very rushed. Like I don't, we haven't brought this up, but it's the comp penalty screen. Mm-hmm. Like it's not yeah. even a, it's not even a new one. It's like, oh, you off to competitive game. It's like the hell I did. This is some like quick play. I'm a quick yeah. play Andy, bro. You know, like what's going on? I here? think I think my uh my theory behind that is it's e- it was easier for them to port it straight over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While they build a more permanent solution mm-hmm. to fix. Because I mean the first three weeks of, of Twitter before this was implemented was people complaining constantly about people leaving matches. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do I know. It's just it's so it's like um, it's, it's a seesaw. Yeah, it's like when your pets act oh. out, and and you know people are like positive reinforcement, not negative reinforcement. Like you know, it's I I think these are symptoms of a of a larger problem, and attacking this the symptom instead of the core problem isn't necessarily going to fix anything. And I think it's just going to make it worse, actually. So yeah, I, um, I I think I see why people are pissed off, and uh, I and you know I get it, and it's just like. It's one of these things I don't think we'll see anything talked about for six months or whatever, you know. So it is. I think it's going to come up in the TWAB this week. You think? I, I, do. I, I would do. love to be wrong. I would. I would love, or you know, even just a discussion to be started on Bungie's yeah. end would be great. But um, I would love to be wrong on like an actual implemented fix uh, mm-hmm. or or uh, something addressing this actually game side. Mm-hmm. Love, love to see it. Um, I know I know a friend of mine, Kevin OSX, uh posted on Twitter. He said he said something along the lines of, Well, what like what if they're changing the verbiage around what competitive actually means in the game? That you've we've seen them redefine and and add verbiage to different aspects of the game, like mm-hmm. specifically with our 3.0 abilities, um, and making them maybe a little bit more robust in how they describe things maybe they're starting to look at the pvp um environment as something that is at is competitive with these changes that they're adding in. i just don't know if quick play and competitive are conducive to each other yeah. you know like there should be a chill playlist it's just that's i keep i'm just gonna keep going back to that because i it really feels so weird to me that you know if i go load up rift right now there's no the weekly rotating it's fine mm-hmm. and it's chill and it's like whatever you find a match in two seconds people I, that another thing we haven't even talked about i've had more rubber banding between bad connections and art 3.0 this season than ever before it's ridiculous yep. and uh you know Why you gotta that, call me out like that scarrow sorry <laughs> <laughs> and it's you know that's that's the sort of thing that 
only gets worse as skill based matchmaking is is increased right so it's just that that definitely does not help either and it you know if someone's on a striker titan it's like is that the ability is that person in like mm-hmm. you know uganda like i who knows like i have no idea if this is just a bad connection or uh you know a, an ability thing and so i don't know okay. i i sympathize with a lot of a lot a lot of like pretty much everyone actually and no matter no. what side you're on i i totally get like bungie's got a lot of work here so i i do mm-hmm. not envy whoever's job that is like good luck with that one you know so i don't think we're ever gonna know with how everything went down over the last year i we honestly shouldn't know. i mean that's that is mm-hmm. understandable and i think that's a that's a good we've all said no matter <laughs> i yeah. mean even with the salt stuff like we've this community there's like a bunch of 12 year olds that obviously do not know how to conduct themselves. So it's just like, well, with it's with that natural segment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got think... one more. I got oh, one yeah, more yeah, yeah. Yeah. real quick. So Go for it, to man. summarize, because I, I, like I said before, I spent a lot of time talking to both the top percenters as well as mm-hmm. the casual. I, yeah. I hate to use that term, but me, like, Johnny three plays. Exactly. Yeah. So having conversations with them, I think the three biggest ways to fix PvP as a whole that Bungie could do um, is one, add all of the Mars Beps back. Yes. All of them. We're talking Retribution, we're talking Solitude, we're talking um, Meltdown. Meltdown. Yep. Oh, so good. And then there's one more. If you added those four maps in, those were universally loved by everyone. They played well as a short range map, they played well as a mid range map. Add those. Remove or lighten the map waiting. That's the other part. Because a lot of people that hate PvP right now is they hate getting disjunction. I loaded mm-hmm. one one day. I got disjunction. I got cathedral. I got disjunction. I got a eternity. I got disjunction, disjunction, and then cathedral, and then jab. Yeah, and tell me we don't or we need a quitters penalty, you know? After the third yeah. time in five games getting disjunction, I'm out. You know, like you know, oh, it was, it was three and four. We're oh, talking my. three and four were disjunction back no, to back. No, 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 no. Ain't, ain't yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, so this you know. kind of reminds me, man, everything in Destiny is cyclical. Yeah. <laughs> everything. This reminds me of when they, they heavily um, favored supremacy. Like, mm-hmm. remember when oh, supremacy yeah, yeah. early on in Destiny 2 was every, I think it was like every other game mode that you could play. Like, it was like, Clash, Control, and Supremacy, and the Supremacy just kept getting weighted heavier. Mm-hmm. Just the flashback to having a not-control-only playlist is like, oh my gosh, that was a thing. <laughs> we had multiple game modes. We had that, yeah. You know, that would help. If if I'm playing Disjunction four uh-huh. times in a row, but it's a different game mode time, like, you know? Yeah. Bungie, that one's free. <laughs> and you've done it before, so like... Yeah. That's that was the other thing, and then the the last thing that I think would work well for the upper end, right? This this one is so the the first two were for the playlist as a whole yeah. for everyone playing was the uh, adding the Mars maps, easy mm-hmm. fix because it's already been in the game, and the map waiting for the upper echelon of players that have been fighting with connections. I play at four a.m. every mm-hmm. third lobby for me, even in comp, I can't read their names. That it's and that's kind of the the running joke on my stream is like where's my jet flying over today? So mm. 
I'm used to that, you know, and, and I'm used yeah. to rubber banding and misconnections, but now everybody else is feeling those in peak hours in the middle of the day. The last thing that would work to help silence the vocal community of the better players is to add clash as a selectable node mm. separate from control and make it CBMM, not lobby balancing, yeah. not Bungie's version of snake draft specific connection based only if it valued just connection the entire upper echelon would be thrilled to win games lose games sweat games together what are you guys thoughts on that yeah i agree i I, I think there just needs to be a chill playlist and i think yeah if you throw i don't know how they would differentiate it it feels a little tacky to put like clash control and then like cbmm uh, sbmm like above Mm -hmm. it or whatever but you find a way to let players know and differentiate it and let people decide for themselves yeah that's fine like um but it's uh do you feel like maybe they're running into like um i know one of the issues of of like separating everything out is that they were they're worried about the player pool thinning across all the different types. Yeah, they of, talk of about modes. that, but like I'd call of duty, like black ops one had 42 different game modes and they never ran into that. And destiny's like supposedly top 10 play games at every point on every console. Now mm. I, I have a real hard time believing that uh, I'm mm. sure, you know, with trials and stuff, it gets very, very apparent, but with with party modes like i just don't know like mm-hmm. if they throw if they throw in a supremacy and stuff i just i don't know maybe i, I they obviously have the data i don't but i don't we have oh, like i miss supremacy yeah i just all of them like like where are the fun game modes why are we what so sick I, of standing I, on point who plays objective like that you know like let me kill a guy pick up his dog tags and then we're fine you know i want i want to bring it. supremacy back for iron banner like that is yeah. that is my like yeah, yeah. I, it was built for that. It's it's still a good game mode. It's just people got people got sick of playing it every other <laughs> every other match. But if it yeah. was like specifically for like Iron Banner, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I love the idea of using Iron Banner as the new Crucible Labs. You know, give us mm, a gun agreed. game. Yeah, agreed. next next Iron Banner. There, every game you spawn, it's a it's a Rumble type mode or whatever. You spawn in. You have to get kills with 10 progressive exotics or whatever that the game automatically puts in your hands. Boom, you win that Iron Banner game. Like, let's just uh, like a gun game or uh, all sorts of stuff. It's just make it fun. Make it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just don't. It's so like Halo had so many fun game modes. And it's like it's something that Destiny is really never toyed with a lot, except for like Scorched. And mm-hmm. I, I Eruption was a lot of fun. I have to give them a million percent credit because I. I played more Iron Banner this time than I have in a very long time, and I enjoyed it way more than I think I ever have. So, um, more of that, just more and more and more and more. So, I think that could that would be a good start to uh, fixing it. And if you're doing fun game modes, who cares if you're playing a Sweat Ward and Gun Game? Mm-hmm. You know, no one yeah. cares. Infected or whatever, you know, I you're just vibing. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I agree, hundred percent. All right, we can move on. I have I could talk about that for hours i i spend all the time doing it and that's why you were invited here Uh, (laughs) (laughs) thank you um so yeah i think i think this kind of like um moves us into the conversation about like 
you Bobby, you said earlier the the Destiny community is a seesaw. Um, in my it in my passing entertainment, I I I pay attention to politics and everything. And there's something that is constantly said about American politics where it is a pendulum swing, right? Where it's if it's if it goes too hard in one direction, it always over it always corrects Mm -hmm. itself. Sometimes overcorrects itself in the other direction. And I feel like that's a lot of how the Destiny community is as well. If things are going well for for a while, it will always swing back uh, to to that negative element and so so on and so forth. Um, And I feel like. This season has been like particularly to me it's felt like we're on the side we're on the side of the pendulum where people are just griping to gripe <laughs> like a lot of the time uh and, and you're and you're finding people maybe a little less settled in their enjoyment of destiny 2 um that kind of culminating in what we saw this last week with what I Salt Agrippo put out a post about divinity and his, his point of view was very well thought out. It was very well presented. It was also uh, from a perspective that not everybody shares. Like he, he is somebody who for the past three raid races has won the raid race. And I mean, when you're sitting at the top of the mountain, what, a, what's, what's the next pinnacle, right? So he's, he's looking at it from that point of view and every like people took offense to it, like to the point where the argument was like, "I'm right, you're evil." <laughs> Is it was yeah. kind of the vibe and a lot of a lot of feedback from the the comments. So, like, my question in all of this is, it's it's less about the divinity discussion because I feel like that's not the interesting thing in this. Yeah, I feel like the getting down to the core of that discussion. It's more about community feedback and how to give a healthier version of it. Um, wh- what are your guys' thoughts? Um, Bobby, we can start with you if you if you have anything. I do. So first and foremost, Salt is a buddy of mine. Okay. Um, he lurks in my stream a lot, even though I play PvP, and I lurk in his stream a lot, even though he plays PvE. Um, I read through that whole thing multiple times and I spent a lot of time trying to on Twitter. I spent a lot of time trying to balance discussions, right? Mm-hmm. Help people think critically out of the, out of the rage scale. Um, and basically what salt was saying was he would like to see more variety mm-hmm. in harder content. And he said that divinity has had its time in the sun. I took that as a, I I agree. I do. It's the way that people acted to salt. And I compared this to mountaintop recluse. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have mountaintop recluse, you were kicked out of an LFG. If you loaded into a raid 99% of the time, when you ask people, what should I run? And that's like, I, I have sub, I mean, I'd say I have probably sub 50 raid runs total. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've done the hard ones. I've done, I could do the normal one. I do the hard one and then I don't touch it again. Mostly just to say I did it. Yeah. Um, but every time I loaded into one was matches. exactly every time I loaded <laughs> into one though, the question was, well, do you have mountaintop recluse? Mm-hmm. That was the go-to every single time. I'm like, what should we use on this boss? Mountaintop recluse. What should we use in this account? 
not on top of codes. Now, Saul's saying the same thing with divinity. And I don't think people understood that. And it got spun into this accessibility thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which, how do I word this? I think everything should be accessible. I don't think everything should be completable. Mm-hmm. I I threw out the suggestion, and I got flamed for this as well because I'm not a PvE player, and PvE players got mad. Um, I said, "What if Bungie added a next step above master rates, where you're looking at maybe the top one percent of players can finish, mm-hmm. like a contest mode on top of a hard rate? Give and and the big thing would be give special cosmetics, not weapons." special cosmetics or special armor that reflects that they got that. And I got attacked by a lot of people that said, well, no, because I want it too. Yeah. I have a problem with that. Yeah. It, I feel like it's, there was a lot of blur and even kind of that discussion gets into it. Nothing about what Salt was saying was trying to gatekeep anyone. That wasn't part of his original discussion, right? Like, the fact is, is that we've been using Well and Divinity for every single boss, for every single encounter for mm-hmm. three years now, or two years for Divinity. And it's that's boring. And yeah, the whole the gatekeeping thing is a, is another problem, another conversation. But the amount of people that would read that and then go, oh, you don't want me to get the day one emblem or what, you know, no. it's that's not the the thing I can tell you. I, you know, I do every low man. Uh, and I've done I, you know, I do all the three man flawless raids. I do all the two man flawless raids you can do. I've soloed Atheon. The things that make those interesting is the unique strategies you use. You don't mm. use divinity for those. You don't use well. Well, you use well because well's broken. But um, <laughs> the, Matt, just like PvP, we just discussed, it gets stale if the meta is static. It needs to change, and it's like Bungie's doing a really, really great thing. I think with these seasonal mods that like break PVE for three months and then it switches. Mm-hmm. But the fact is. Divinity and Well are so powerful and they're so easy to use. It doesn't matter. They will always be top of the class. Mm-hmm. And that means encounters have to be designed around it. Rolk was very obviously designed with Divinity in mind because you are not hitting his crit spots without Divinity because right. he moves around like a madman. Um, every boss ever you can use Well on and it can be effective. And it's the thing is, is it's starting to get very stale for us that run a million raids and very mm-hmm. soon it will start to get stale for those people who don't run a million raids, just like mountaintop recluse got very stale after a hundred thousand kills or whatever. And it's the whole argument is this needs to change before it gets old and, mm-hmm. or it's starting to get old before it becomes a problem. Um, and people are taking that as being ableist or being a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's not, there's a lot of um, what's like like emotionally driven argument blindness, I think, and it's it's because they see it as this is easy, this is you know right. what I can do, this is how I contribute or whatever. Um, people get really upset, but it's it's hap- there's been 57 different metas in PVE. It always happens. It always mm-hmm. rotates. Before Divinity, it was uh, Oppressive Darkness, and before that, it was Tractor Cannon, and it, well, I guess Oppressive Darkness was actually after Divinity, but there's always something, there's always a debuff, there's always a buff, there's mm-hmm. always a strategy, but we've gone to a point where they're just too easy to use and you cannot replace them without completely breaking the game. And now things are starting to be balanced around them and things are mm-hmm. going to get very stale. And I think there's, 
people cannot be convinced that that's your argument. Even if that is your argument, no, you're a gatekeeper. You're an elitist mm. just because you care about the end game. So it's I mean, uh, it's hard. It's a hard thing to convince people of. I think for, from the ac- accessibility aspect, I think that like when it comes to when it comes to accessibility as a um as a a dev enabled design philosophy right mm-hmm. instead instead of not not necessarily um what what Bobby was talking about when it com- when it comes to um like a harder um like an a level up yeah from master right more so when it comes to like people with disabilities and things along those lines i do feel like it is a it is a boon to that side of the community to be able to acts to be able to crit on those uh on weapons that maybe they otherwise wouldn't be able to sure um and i think that that being what it is 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 a very useful tool yeah and i but wouldn't want if it's yeah, a 30% debuff that. now, and if you turn it down to a 10%, it still does the same thing without breaking the game. Yeah. Right? That's what Saul no, said, too. Yeah, there's no one's asked. said, reduce the debuff. That's yeah, it. No, no one's asking for it to be removed. For. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, just, it should not be the most effective thing because it is the easiest thing to use, mm-hmm. which is it, inherently why it's good for people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. So it's... um, there's, I, uh, yeah. As somebody, I, I Sherpa rates, and it is one of those things where for a consistent clear, for some, f- to be able to estimate what our damage output can be and how quickly we can, we can do that, somebody, somebody's always running well in Divinity. Like, usually the person with well is the person running Divinity. Um, just so you have both of those covered and i feel like that is good especially for consistency um up in higher level play i can i can see it being i can i can see it being something where it's just like well we gotta we, somebody's gotta run this because it may not necessarily be a play style that somebody is used to right or that it, it kind of it forces you into a play style mm-hmm. running that loadout the entire time um a very stagnant play style yeah, yeah. and so i can i can see both sides of the argument here um my feeling like what can we do i i we're all you we've all been using our i feels all night during this conversation it's something that i've been clocking i was like i wonder how many times it's been said i haven't been writing it down but it's been a lot yeah. Um and that's been something that I've learned in 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 my ability to give feedback is it's less it it's less a hard found truth and more a what you're feeling in the moment and how you how you communicate that. If it's if it's a feeling you can't really argue it, but then that can also get into that emotional argument uh, whole thing. Mm. What, what do you guys feel like are um, successful strategies for giving feedback that isn't um, maybe shaded by emotion? <laughs> like, 
Yeah, it's it's hard, right? Like, how do you yeah. separate how do you separate what someone is saying in your opinion from cognitive dissonance? Is really the question you're you're asking? Mm-hmm. I think, and I, th- I think that takes a very aware person and someone who is not tired, not emotionally driven, mm-hmm. uh, mature, you know, mature enough. We have a lot of young people in this community. It happens, mm-hmm. um, and I think, and also one thing that absolutely does not help is like hive mentalities and echo chambers, which. Mm-hmm all forms serve as you know twitch chats reddit twitter they all have their own communities that hang out there and they're all more likely to think a certain type of way and uh takes one person to start a a general sentiment i i don't think you can like i don't think you can combat that i think it's too ingrained i think you can do your best to do things like bobby does and you know try to pull individuals away from it but i have learned pasting the same comment 50 times it it doesn't even make it that it does not matter you can yeah. copy and paste the same answer um there's there's just too many people that's just that's just what it is there are too many people that that join that echo chamber and so i think as individuals we can try to do our best and hopefully you know that feedback reaches through the noise but um mm-hmm. it's hard I man sp- i spend Sorry. a lot of time floating between echo chambers uh i don't know how i fell into this spot (laughs) but i i don't i really don't because like i float between some of the worst and some of the best conversationalists in twitter mostly i don't i don't really dabble in in reddit too much um my my twitch chat's pretty pretty mellow in the fact if everybody you know is understands like how i function but in Twitter specifically, and I spend an exorbitant amount of time on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I do. So most of the stuff that comes from me is not an I feel from me. Mm-hmm. It's a, I took this from this toxic member and I took this from this non-toxic member and you guys met in the middle out of your paragraph with this sentence. And then I use that back to him and say, hey, you know, this is where you're sitting at. If we had more people that were willing to do that without putting their own emotions into it, mm-hmm. I think ultimately you could. I mean, like, I hate to call him out. I had Multimock on the Scrimcast, mm-hmm. and everyone knows who Multimock is on Twitter. Uh, him and his community are, I had Multimock and Calico together. Absolutely love them both. Yeah. I do. And that's, that's, a, th- like, that's a weird statement because both of them are blocked by hundreds of people they're they're (laughs) they're, you know they they spit off when i was able to separate their emotional states for the game and have them provide valid feedback by guiding the conversation even merc was like dude i wish they talked like this on twitter yeah the feedback that they gave and the instructions and the tips and and the walkthroughs they're like how i don't understand and that's all about conversational guiding it, it's a psychology thing also that sort of conversationalism though uh is not going to be as regarded by their communities so they won't if they post a oh. twit longer talking about mm-hmm. it they won't get as many likes right it's the like it's very exactly sensationalist uh, yep. uh reaction farm reactionary yeah exactly and so it's it's a that goes back to the echo chamber i'm sure they're great guys like i have no problem with either of them but it's definitely, you know, 
I have a lot of, you know, I, like I said, I'm in the hardcore PVE community and that is probably the most toxic sect of destiny. Like I, there are, depending I make, on the week. yeah, well, <laughs> I don't even know, man. I make, I make the joke a lot of times. Like the best way to know someone's personality in destiny is to check how many clears they have of garden of salvation, because there are certain yep. groups of people that do that sort of thing. <laughs> that it's like, uh, even I know that. that. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a red flag value in there, and it's like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's there's there's some, this, it's just no one knows how to have a conversation, man. And it's like yeah. you 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 can start off trying, and maybe like even in like Salt's case, right? I feel like ninety percent of rational people in Salt's case would just snap, you know, like mm. once they get the same comment calling him elitist or like a ableist or whatever, so many times, like most even rational people they're they're gone they're off the deep end you know and it's uh he handled it very well um but i think you know some of these people have just they've felt ignored or misunderstood for a long time and it's kind mm-hmm. of cultivated in a very toxic way and, and they're, I, see, they're seeing they're seeing like uh they're seeing something that maybe has been eating at them yeah in oh in yeah that tweet by re- yeah. by reading the context because text doesn't always contribute to context in yeah. those conversations I, I think uh it's 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 so odd but i think a conversation that needs to be ha- had as well that we don't talk about it's like how much does it even matter you know like mm. how much i obviously bungie sees the feedback but there have been very many times where it's like the community seems to overwhelmingly think one thing and bungie's like yeah we're gonna do it this yeah. way and it's like uh how does this even matter the salt thing did we all just like die on this hill for no reason at all you know is is this falling upon for lack of better terms deaf ears that's obviously yeah. not conveying what i mean but right, right, right. um you know bungie obviously has their plan for the next six months or whatever and i don't think salt or me or any other single person tweeting about anything is gonna change that to be honest so i disagree there yeah i am i am because as somebody in tech and encoding, mm-hmm. especially looking at something that's got an eight-year frame mm-hmm. of netcode. Mm-hmm. These aren't things that can be changed in a week, two weeks, three weeks, three months. These are things that if they, and, and this is just something that I've seen from running teams of network engineers and ar- network architects and everything else. Large-scale changes that you could do on one little thing, say if they, we'll, we'll use Divinity, for example, right? If they nerf the debuff in Divinity because the code is so far back, it could break something in a strike. Mm. Mm. And that's that's just the name of the game with code because it's built in a tree. So like you have each branch has its own specific thing like Divinity, but it's still tied back to another branch, which is tied back to the to the entire tree itself. Mm-hmm. And there's other branches within that line. So if you change something at the end of that branch, it could, in theory, break something that's all the way on the other side that does not even affect it to it. And these aren't small changes. These are, this is anything, really. I mean, that, how many times has Telesto broken the game? Yeah, right? I, I guess I'm speaking more of like de- design philosophy, though. Mm-hmm. And, and not actual changes. Like, not, not that it'll take Bungie a long time to do these changes, but the mm-hmm. fact that I think Bungie might not want to make that change in the first place. You maybe divinity, maybe well. Um, and I, I'm not really sure. It, maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know, man. It's, I uh, think, I think, 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an I think out here. Okay. Um, I think that we should continue to provide the feedback effectively and directly without feeling. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big thing. Kind of flat without feeling. Like exactly. Say, hey, this is something I've seen, and then open the discussion that way. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm so tired of dying to this. Right. Because while you're dying to it, maybe he's not. Maybe they're not. And that, and that's kind of it, it. I don't envy them at all. No. Having to sift through. I mean, I've seen, I've dove into Reddit, Reddit a little bit. And like the, some of the sub threads in there just. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm reading through it and I'm like, are you a real person? There's no way. It's so much energy towards anger and mm. energy towards Bungie has to fix this now because I hate it. Yeah. No. No, they don't. Because I... while you hate it, the other person doesn't. And that makes it harder for them to sort. If you say this is broken because of this. Yeah. And this is what it does. These damage numbers are way too high. Or uh, the Vandal sniping, right? We'll, we'll yeah. stick on your guys' side of the house. The Vandal one-taps. Like, hey, there's a lot of Vandals in this strike that are all one-tapping. <laughs> makes it really fucking hard to solo. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's still direct feedback without the feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was... I think that's, that's a line that needs to be drawn up a little bit more effectively on both sides of the house. I, uh, I've got a couple of things before, before we close out the night. Uh, so I, I went and I, so I was able to solo flawless the prophecy on Tuesday. Nice. I was using a lore lead Titan, uh, mm-hmm. right before they nerfed lore, <laughs> like <laughs> literally, like literally hours. You have to go do it again did. now for it to count. Oh, now, I, yeah. Now I have to go <laughs> do it again to satisfy the guy in my Instagram comments. Yeah. Em- emblems revoked. Fuck <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah the, to satisfy that guy who was like, I'm going to be solo flawlessing every dungeon. Until they nerf Lorley. It's just too powerful. <laughs> like, 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 um, I'm, I'm bummed I didn't, honestly. I sh- I was told by everybody I need to jump in and run Lorley. I was like, yeah, no, no, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And now it's nerfed. I'm like, Shh. It's I'm, still very good. It's still very good. <laughs> yeah, like, they, yeah. took, they took like a stack away from it. Yeah, and, yeah. it's like, still. It's, I, was, I was finding myself like, people were like, oh, it got nerfed. And I was like, oh, it got nerfed. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I was like I, I was still running it. It felt kind of the same. There were um there were instances where it, it, night and day comparison of the change uh, during during the whole thing. So like during prophecy I was not afraid of bosses. I was not afraid of enemies. I was afraid of gravity and physics. <laughs> like those were my two <laughs> yeah. enemies that I was that I was fighting against the entire time. It really didn't matter what my loadout was cuz like I I kind of knew the pacing of how I would uh, how I would take it using the tools that were at my disposal. Uh, it was it was just kind of the weird thing of like, oh, we're just gonna flat and like you'd hit a wall and die. Or something, right? <laughs> yeah, and so, but like, running a master catch crash later on that that evening, I died a couple of times, and I was like, you know what, I deserve that. I got a little too cocky there, and that's like, I, I feel like you can. You can still use Laura Lee effectively. You just have to change, just 
a hair of the periphery to to kind of guide you on that. But, so good uh, tune. That's a good tune then. Yeah, yeah. I I felt yeah. I felt it was fine. I felt it was fair because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I felt like I was I was a god going into prophecy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a hard one because we're kind of power crept to hell and back at yeah. this point, mm-hmm. right? And I I think I mean that goes back to the divinity and wealth thing. I think we're gonna yeah. hit a, a wall. Uh, if like a reckoning situation reckoning was almost exactly this when it came out mm-hmm. and it was a huge problem and so i kind of i hope that doesn't happen again uh just a brief for people who might not know reckoning was explicitly designed to one shot you by knocking you off the map because mm-hmm. you are impossible to kill and so yeah. um if you didn't have a well warlock on your team if you're uh loading in impo- you could not do it it was mm-hmm. like 90 percent chance you failed uh, if you had a warlock on your team, fifty percent chance they get booped off the map. It was just a miserable experience all around, uh, and I, I am worried that we're heading back towards that, especially without sunsetting, because like power creep is getting nuts right now. We're gods, every build, yeah. every class. So, um, yeah. that's kind of adds, that's a, that was a tangent. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ads ads have felt like a for a while like their formality from getting to from the start of a thing to a boss yeah and like and like while the uh champion puzzle is added into that to make it like a little Mm -hmm. more interesting um it is something that has also kind of become a formality yeah just at at this point it's 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 more doffing the cap and going oh hello i i see you than than it is uh, a, cha- a challenge in most regards at least for like me as a player yeah uh, and prophecy is a really interesting example because it was tough to solo when it first came out yeah. it was definitely the hardest dungeon at the time uh, especially the knights in the first encounter like would like two tap you it was yeah. it was scary now it's yeah. just like uh five free minutes let me go solo i was i was prophecy. using a glaive and a sword and wither horde the entire yeah, time and just go- <laughs> going in yeah i mean it's, it. It, it feels great though right yeah, it like great. it's um but it's yeah. a balance you know i don't know i yeah. don't envy that person's job either I, it turns out i don't envy a lot of people's jobs it's, you uh, know what <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly i'm fairly good with mine uh is what i'm finding out of all yes of this. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> i'll the, stick to chemistry please you know yeah. like, <laughs> the post uh what i kind of wanted to like steer us into next is this post uh, by Rami is Ismail? Um, mm-hmm. He posted earlier this week on September fifth, or last week, September fifth, before the whole salt of grapple thing happened, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I think it it's kind of important and and kind of defining of what maybe we do on Twitter as opposed to like maybe what somebody listening to this at home is doing, maybe the the um, the player the player at home that just fires up destiny knows nothing about the community is doing right um and so he says most devs watch streamers and mostly disregard them for core feedback as they're non-typical players with external motivations to play that said will collate findings for sentiment what they and their audiences react to and how the meta or understanding of the game evolves how how do you guys feel about that sentiment do you think it's fair do you think it's something well, that mm-hmm. right after this i have a meeting with all of the other streamers and devs yeah go over the next nerfs okay cool because Good. they listen directly 
Yeah. No, that's <laughs> not how that works at all. Yeah. They, I think that they do. I think that they do hear not streamer feedback, but mm-hmm. um, I think they do listen to. Oh, how do I word this? I think they do listen to the upper echelon, but I also think that they listen to the person that types in the forum that says, I haven't been able to beat some random low end strike because I keep dying to this. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think Bungie takes a huge chunk out of Twitch. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bungie takes a huge chunk out of Twitter. And I don't think it takes a very big chunk out of Reddit. I think most of the conversations that they take the most value out of are the forums Mm -hmm. because they're regulated. Yeah, I I do. I, I I think that that's one of their best places to, to find feedback because people, when they log into a forum, your gamer tag is tied to it. People aren't going to throw smack and shade on a forum where your gamer tag is tied to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. To a degree. To a degree. Right? Yeah, to a degree. To a degree. <laughs> I mean, my gamer tag is tied everywhere. My gamer tag yeah. is tied everywhere. Yeah. But you can't really make, I mean, you can make alts to go on there, but then you're a no picture created yesterday alt and it can be seen. Yeah. I've seen Versus... some pretty wild stuff on the Bungie Forbes, man. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I bet they look at those a lot. As, um, you guys know ATP? Mm-hmm. All the players? Yeah. He, yep. he used to be a Bungie uh, form ninja. So. He would mm-hmm. actually have a lot of insight into this, I think. So, um, which is yeah. uh, Ninja Ninja's yeah. like their moderator team for those who don't know. So, yeah, 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 pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, I just I I thought that was interesting because I was like, you know what, like that that makes sense to me. Like, as 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 somebody who streams, as somebody who has like a, a profit motive, I guess to stream the the game, but also has like a deep investment in the community and. Um, a love for the game like I can see why somebody would disregard maybe like some something that I would say as motivated for those for those reasons and Mm -hmm. maybe sentiment is probably the most valuable thing that I could give to them based on what my community would say to me and and vice versa right like not not necessarily um, this needs to be nerfed this needs to be but like gauging um public interest i guess it it would would be like the way that i see it and so that that kind of changed how i look at how i respond online a little bit and 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 how i give feedback on things So. I mean, even that, it can be difficult, though, because, like, all of us are going to have many echo chambers of communities mm-hmm. that we fostered, right? Like, I I tend to have a, a more hardcore community than, mm-hmm. you know, some people. And Bobby is almost certainly has a community that's more skewed towards PvP. So, it's I, I agree with this take. I mean, he obviously does, like, way better than just some nerd neck on the internet, yeah. right? Like, but, um, yeah, I mean, if, if I was doing data collection... Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I don't think I'm going to go to some random guy with, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, streaming or whatever. I totally get that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Plus, they have all the data and stuff on the back end. Like, yeah. they, have, they know so much more than we think they know. So the, like, the data really, really is probably what speaks the most. Like if yeah. every if everybody quit playing Crucible on like a day, 
that would be more of a blip and probably more more feedback for them. Not saying people should do that, by the way. I'm not advocating for that. But that would probably that would probably be probably be more meaningful feedback. Yeah. Than like I hate the crucible. This is what like it probably means more to them in game than it does. So you're saying like PvP players need to like unionize. I'm not I'm saying that you need to seize the it. means of production. Yeah, exactly. Guys, thank you so much for being on tonight. It means it means a lot to me. I, I like we haven't really interacted outside of like Twitter. So it's good that we were able to like hop into a call. Like our our echo chamber, right? That's yeah, our yeah. echo chamber. Yeah. yeah. Our our mutual <laughs> echo chambers <laughs> yeah, that we exactly. share together that are separate from one another that also are echo yes. chambers. I'm like, so sorry great. if you ever have to see one of my terrible memes. It's just I like I swear to God. I swear to <laughs> I God. Did, I, I do it for you one more time. If I have to see your face on YouTube going like this, one more okay. time. Okay. Listen here, <laughs> Dude. I'll make a lot of faces for clout. That's all I'm saying, dog. Like it's but, beast. Yeah, it's dude. been wonderful. It's been wonderful having you guys on. Uh thank you. Why do, why don't we wrap up uh by once again you guys telling folks where they can find you on the internet? Scarrow, you go first this time. Okay. Uh yeah, once again, uh Scarrow Nine on Twitter, Scarrow Nine uh streaming and videos on YouTube. I am very much focused on kind of the end portion of the game's triumph hunting seal hunting, end game challenges, that sort of thing. So if, if you consider yourself uh, someone who's interested in kind of the upper echelon of Destiny, the elitists, if you will, the people who want Divinity nerfed, if you will, um, <laughs> that's that's definitely me. So uh, you can find me there. Scare 9 pretty much everywhere. So, And I am Bobby Sox. It's Bobby Sox, all one word, on Twitch, on Twitter, I started an Insta and I gave up because I got bored. Algorithm. <laughs> and I have ADHD. <laughs> um, you can find me there. I am a PvP player. I tout myself as the best at being average. <laughs> Bro, you have <laughs> the emblem? You have the social credit emblem? You're like, you're like one of three. Four. For, uh, one, one's, one's probably a dev account or something to be honest but <laughs> for yeah yeah that, that, i have that that's, one i do you i don't do like you know the it. other people that have it or because because usually like there's a single dev account with like each emblem on it mm-hmm. and then um but still that's insane congrats no i do i do it's uh it's myself it's zay osiris uh it's zay's buddy who also runs a facebook uh tutorial uh lesson plan jerry okay. and then vertigo vixen oh okay okay those are the four of us there you go yeah. i know some people that would uh, uh probably murder you for that so <laughs> but in like in like a jealous way right. like a good way you know like the way you would want to be murdered yeah not, not like a bad way it's crazy All this I go from, next time <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in this week. My name's Dan Finity. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where the eyes are else. You can catch me three days a week on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash danfinity, helping Guardians do pinnacle and in-game PvE activities. If you'd like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. This show is also listener-supported, so if you'd like to give a few bucks a month to keep the lights on, head on over to coffee.com forward slash danfinity. All links are in the notes for the episode. Good luck in trials this week, and I hope you find what you're grinding for. <laughs>